social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro well, Show. Afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. It is Monday. It is uh, very pleasant outside right now. Good afternoon, one and all. It is 106, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, folks, remember, if you're ever in an accident, give them a call, West Fountain Auto Body. Call them at 272-3340, 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. The original, the best, you can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. Give them a call, 272-3340. Kenny, they will repair your vehicle, showroom-like condition, for West Fountain Auto Body. Remember, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. Now, a short time ago, there was a um, group of leaders that gathered. Uh, Mayor Lorza, some of our congressional people. I want to just play some of this. The first voice you're going to hear is uh, Mayor Lorza regarding the uh, gun violence in the city. Shots within the span of seconds. That's something entirely new. And it's something that's preventable. So I thank the entire delegation for being in support of common sense gun reform at the federal level. And I thank all of our partners in government for being in support of that here at the state level as well. If we can't get that to move forward this year, then perhaps there's never going to be another opportunity or the right opportunity to do it. So hopefully we can turn tragedy into some kind of into some kind of progress for our community. But just as there are too many guns out there in the streets, there are too many young people who have lost hope and who who believe that turning to guns and turning to violence is the best way to settle a dispute or to resolve a conflict. And as the Attorney General just mentioned, we truly have to ask ourselves, What's leading so many young people in our community to lose all hope in the future, to devalue their own lives and the lives of others, and turn to violence? Yes, we need to get guns off the streets. Yes, we need to get perpetrators of these awful and terrible crimes off the streets. But if we really want to solve and cure violence, it takes so much more than that. We have to ask ourselves, why are kids losing hope? And we have to acknowledge that our kids have been served or not by an education system that has been failing them for generations, by an economy that rewards the already rich and it's becoming increasingly difficult for families to just make it. It's like they're on a hamster wheel, running as fast as they can, but still falling behind. A criminal justice system that's been overly punitive has taken people, resources, family members from our communities. And we're living in a society where the anger just seems to be so high that it's infiltrated every part and every corner of our society. How do we address that? I spent the better part of these last three or four days on the phone, talking to families and talking to leaders in our communities, asking them, what do they need? From their perspective, how do we solve this? There are definitely some some themes that emerged. The need for mentors in our community. Every single person that I spoke with is ready to raise their hand and be part of the solution. How do we connect them, connect them all with a mentorship program so that they can literally and figuratively put their arms around our kids and guide them in the right direction? Summer jobs and workforce training, another common theme. You know, we were all young. When I was young, I wanted those new sneakers. I wanted to have a nice little jacket, maybe a nice shirt. The reality is that Many of our families just don't have the means. And it's economic pressures that's oh, so often mayor pushing Lawson. our young people. Now you know why we have the problem. Perhaps we have. sell some drugs on the side, make 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks. 
And before you know it, before you, when you see how easy it is, then they're deeper into the game and perhaps far beyond where they can easily turn around. And then the last common theme that came, that came to me from so many of the conversations that I've had is the need for nonviolence training, de-escalation training. And not just for people that are already involved in these activities, but for everyone in our society. We've all seen it as we've been on the roads. The level of road rage is, is perhaps as high as it's ever been. We're all on edge. Seems like all of society is a tinderbox just waiting to go off at any moment. I think that we can all, every single one of us, benefit by nonviolence training and de-escalation training. So more than anything, I want to thank our entire community for stepping up and wanting to be part of the solution. We stop the tape just for a moment, folks. As you can hear, I mean, if there's anyone wondering <clears throat> what one of the problems is, is... This is all just, I'm sorry, but this is absolute foolishness. What people want to hear is that police are going to be enforcing, patrolling, hiring more police. I mean, if anyone is wondering what is the problem, why there's so much violence, you're hearing the voice of it right there. That, that is a joke. There has to be, there has to be a deterrent. He, he is not. I mean, this, what you're listening to, now let's get to someone else who, this was uh, again this morning, and someone else that in many ways has just absolutely destroyed the city, and that is, uh, oh, let me hear, um, I'm not sure who this is. I lost my 21-year-old daughter, All right, hold on. I, I think we have Cicilline here somewhere, and I want to get to that. All right, folks, and again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. I have, um, I think this this should be it. And again, I, I understand Cedric Hudley. And uh, how about Langevin? Here comes Cicilline, folks. Here we go. Thank you, Jim. Uh, Former mayor. Uh, thank you, Cedric, for hosting us. And thanks uh, for the great work that the Institute does. Uh, I'm uh, delighted to be here with our senior senator, junior senator, and my senior uh, colleague in the House, Congressman Langevin. And thanks, Senator Reed, for organizing today's event. Governor, it's good to be with you, and Mayor, good to be with you. Uh, I want to begin by acknowledging all the elected officials here. here oh, Lieutenant my Governor, God. Uh, Representative Batista. Um, He's sure part of the say. problem, that guy. Uh, our Attorney General has been recognized. Oh, just uh, get to also, it. Okay, that's right. Councilman Pedro Espinal. Oh. Uh, and also uh, the law enforcement leadership, Colonel Manny, Chief Clemens. Just get to it. Good work that you do. Um, last week's incidents in particular, I know, have been devastating for friends and for family and for the loved ones of the victims of gun violence. And we should acknowledge, as Senator Reid mentioned, that you know, gun violence is a uniquely American epidemic. Oh, now it's the country's problem. More people problem. have died from gun violence in my lifetime that have been killed in all of our country's wars going back to the Revolutionary War. This is a crisis that we know touches every community, rich and poor, red states and blue states, cities, small towns, and everything in between. And none of us are immune from this epidemic. And we saw that last Thursday night, the largest mass shooting in the history of our capital city, it was a senseless and heartbreaking event. And, uh, you know, I was in the Rose Garden with President Biden last month, and the president called on Congress to pass universal background checks, which we have in the House, which Senator Reid... This is a crime problem you have. Uh, Closing the Charleston loophole, he also called for passage of the assault weapons ban, which I authored in the House, um, which would ban these military-style weapons that were developed for war in the battlefields and don't belong into the, in the neighborhoods of our communities. The president also announced a series of executive orders to stop the proliferation of ghost guns, to make it more difficult to modify guns, to make them more dangerous, uh, to make it easier for states to enact red flag laws, as Senator Reid t- described. And most importantly, maybe for this setting, he directed five agencies of the federal government to direct vital support to community violence intervention programs as quickly as possible. And we also fought hard to include um, funding and to be sure that it was considered a permissible use 
the fiscal recovery funds that come to the state and to cities and towns can be used to support programs like uh, uh, um, the Institute. And I will just say from my time, I know the mayor agrees, the most difficult phone call you can get is about someone who's been killed in your city. And to have to sit with a family or notify notice no solutions. The moment you never forget that the hardest part of this job. All right, that's Congressman Cicely. No solutions offered. None. No solutions offered in any way. Listen, you need tougher policing. Citizens must feel safe. That should be the number one priority. Do you hear anything? They're not saying anything remotely. What's comical, as he's talking, his brother's in court getting them all off. His brother, John Cicilline, he's an attorney. He's in court as the two brothers are speaking. One's in court trying to get the criminals off. And then he's preaching about the problems in America and gun violence. I can say without question, the work of the Institute prevented more violence in the time that I served as mayor than any other thing happening in the city because they were preventing violence before it happened. And so I hope we'll all work together to make sure they get the support they need to expand and grow because it's a really effective uh, violence intervention program. But we also have responsibilities at the federal level to make it harder for criminals and children and people with serious mental illness to get a gun. They're not offering anything. I mean, they just talk about like just all talk. I mean, that's all it is. Uh, and there's only so much I can listen to. Listen, you have to go after the gangs, take them off the street, make it safe for people. If people don't feel safe, they'll leave. That's what happens in communities when people don't feel safe. They leave. We have, um, we have a great, we do. We have a system of justice. It's not perfect. But the focus has been on, everything is on the policing. And there's no accountability on behalf of the people that are committing the crimes. None. You don't hear anything on that. Folks, I want to remind you, good afternoon. It's John DePietro, 118 on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM, I want to remind you about Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today, 401-688-0517. And they also, remember, Brothers Disposal, they offer weekly trash collection services. So you can get a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook, purple dumpster. For your driveway, maybe you're doing a small household construction project or spring cleanup, call Brothers Disposal today. Call Brother Roland at 688-0517. Get a purple dumpster. That's how you know it's them in your driveway. And they're also offering weekly trash collection services, Brothers Disposal. Now, let me get to... um, I want to get to... I do have some sound that I want to play. And... Let's just be honest, folks. I mean, Biden has completely lost control. Here's actually some good sound. And it's a little bit light, but the mayor of Chicago, she's going to keep wearing a mask, even though she's vaccinated. I just want to play it just because it's comical to, to listen to. Good news. You say you will follow the CDC's guidance. What does that mean? Should people in Chicago wear masks or not? Well, I think we've got to get some clarification from the CDC. Um, the rollout, obviously, as the reporting has been, was a bit abrupt. Um, and I think they've got a lot of clarification that they need to do. Um, I know for me personally, I'm going to continue to wear a mask in public. And I'm going to encourage others to do so. Um, we've got to make sure uh, that people are continuing to follow the public health guidance that has gotten us this far. And masks, I think, are a big and important part of that. To say... Well, if you're, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. That's great. But what about all the other people that are out there that aren't vaccinated? And there's no way to know that. So I think for the time being, Hold most on. people we stop the are going to continue. Guess what? That's their problem, folks. We've entered into, if you don't want the vaccine, then you don't have to get the vaccine. That, that's it. People that have it, have it. Those that don't want, they, then, then don't get it. It's still a free country then don't get the vaccine. There are people that smoke. There are people that eat fast food. There are people who are obese. There are people that don't exercise. There are people that drink too much. Somebody just, there was a fentanyl overdose on a ripped a bus I'm seeing right now. You, you're not going to totally control human behavior, at least not in this country you're not. So those that were Broad Street at Montgomery Avenue, possible fentanyl exposure on a ripped a bus. 
I, you're not going to be able to. This business, well, what are you going to do about the people that then? Listen, at this point, those that don't want to be vaccinated don't get vaccinated. Um, outside, and outside of their homes, and I think that's smart. But when we're told follow the guidance, we don't know what the guidance is. What are you telling businesses in Chicago? I'm telling businesses a couple of things. One, get your employees vaccinated, and we are doing everything that we can to provide support to those businesses. We're actually holding a series of vaccination events in downtown businesses so that employees can get a vaccine in their workplace with people that they know and feel comfortable, and then that helps um, bring them uh, back to work. Um, we're also continuing to make sure uh, that we are social distancing, even as we open up. We've got good news happening here in Chicago, but by no means, whether it's Chicago or any place else in the country, <clears throat> are we out of the woods. The virus is still here. The virus is still real. We're still seeing deaths every day. I mean, this is just getting absurd at this point. If you if they don't, if people don't want to get vaccinated, they, then you you can't make them get vaccinated. So we, it's as simple as that. How about Prince Harry calls the First Amendment bonkers? See, I, I soon he will not be one on either side of the pond. Furious backlash. He doesn't understand the First Amendment. Appeared on a podcast. America's cherished founding principle was bonkers. Prince Harry has sparked outrage. Welcome, he fled from British royal life. He fled it, blah, blah, blah. I've got so much I want to say about the First Amendment as I sort of understand it, but it's bonkers. I don't want to start going down the First Amendment route because that's a huge subject and one which I don't understand. I've only been here a short time. You can capitalize or exploit what's not said rather than uphold what is said. Many Americans who embraced him reacted sympathetically to his comments uh, on Oprah. Doesn't understand First Amendment. Doesn't understand First Amendment. Well, see, this is actually part of the progressive folks. He's not alone with that, by the way. He's not alone because there are some people, a lot of the progressives, and they've been saying, you know, the First Amendment's overrated, that we actually shouldn't have it. One of the people that says that, by the way, is like AOC. Here's Alexandra Cortez talking about Israel. Now, she is a sympathizer to Hamas, and here is she uh, talking about Israel. Oh, um, Let me play this. You use the term the occupation of Palestine. Mm. What did oh. you mean by that? Oh, um, I think it, what I meant, I, I am not the expert on geopolitics. Yeah, we know that. I can't believe, can you imagine um, being supporters of Hamas? We have gone into a different territory. ABC traveled to Wyoming, Liz Cheney country. And Martha Raddatz is talking to some different Republicans there. Now, the media is saying wild conspiracy theory about the 2020 election. It's, it's actually not. They're really looking into what's going on and happened in Arizona. I don't. Th- it's not a wild conspiracy to say that the election was not on the up and up, folks. I can tell you right now in Rhode Island, I do not have faith in our election system. I don't. There's no way. I unregistered mail ballots, and now it's become this whole dividing line. But they're they're stunned at people that are saying that they support President Trump. Let me hear a little bit of this. Is yesterday ABC News went to Wyoming. Hey, Here we go. So when you hear Donald Trump say the election was stolen what do you think of that well he's entitled to his opinion i mean that's the the best thing i can say to that dennis laughlin the owner of a harley davidson dealership in green river who identifies as a libertarian isn't bothered by trump's questioning of the election either i think the media has uh, twisted and turned things and made the narrative fit whatever they wanted to the point that we'll never know. I'm you know, why Why is it, why isn't he entitled to be able to say, I think the election was stolen? The way that, the way that he was treated by the media, the fact that all of all these unsolicited mail ballots that were deciding elections, I, you could say that you, were, you felt it was stolen from you. Why is that so controversial and hard for people 
people to understand. Folks, right now it's 126. It's John DePietro. Now, I also want to point out and remind you that if you were ever in an accident, or maybe you were, if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, domestic abuse, dog bite, I want you to fight back. Call Jack. You're entitled to be compensated. Attorney Jack Calvino. Call him. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. 401-785-9400. Fight back. Call Jack. Attorney Jack Calvino. He has 50 years personal experience, over 100 years with his combined staff. Fight back. Call Jack. Attorney Jack Calvino. 401 785 9400. If you were in a workplace injury, you have one, or a slip and fall, or maybe you were in a car accident. What I'm saying is you need a fighter, someone that's going to get in there and fight for what you're entitled to. Call attorney Jack Calvino, 401 785 9400. 401 785 9400 or online, fightbackcalljack.com. 50 years personal experience, 100 years combined in the staff. You need a fighter. Fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400. They offer you some kind of pittance BS settlement. No, nope. you need a fighter. Attorney Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400. Or online, fightbackcalljack.com. At least take advantage of the free consultation. Attorney Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400. Now, folks, it's 128. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Don't forget our website, sponsored, DePietro.com. We have some great audio and video up, sponsored by the Coesed Inn, a Rhode Island tradition since 1977, the Coesed Inn restaurant. And bar now open daily, noon to 10 o'clock. Full menu is available, plus takeout. There's a coincidence. There's a direct link. And also, also brought by Soul Source Restoration. Call them. Request a quote. Mike CP and his crew, 712-2700. 712-2700. Soul Source Restoration. Clean and disinfecting residential and commercial properties. S-O-L-E. Soul Source Restoration and online at soulsourcerestoration.com. It's Shonda Petro. Now, remember, uh, the latest now is they have charged some individuals involved with the shooting, but the city of Providence is a gang problem. And I am just not convinced that this mayor has any of the types of solutions. We are going to take a break in just uh, 20 seconds. And again, folks, I want to remind you, visit the website to Petro.com. You can see those stories. Uh, Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. It's the John DePetro Show weekdays, 11 to 2 a.m. 1380 or 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website to Petro.com. Let's take a short, quick break. A lot more ahead. House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's spring and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025. To Petro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, petro.com. It's Monday. It is May 17th. It's going to be a delightful day, delightful week. Some uh, big news this week with looks like President Biden's going to touch down to Rhode Island on Wednesday. He's not officially visiting here, just using Hillsgrove, uh, using our airport to attend an event, I believe, at the, uh, let's see, he's going to be in Connecticut for graduation and then, but he's uh, touching down. But big story, obviously, is um, the situation with the uh, gang violence in Providence. A full-fledged gang war has broken out. Can see some of the stories and then also see some of the video that I shot over the course. It really erupted Thursday night. 
folks, and here's some things to know, and that is that they're saying that this summer it's just going to be um, heavy, heavy uh, gun violence, especially involving gangs, but especially gang violence, gun violence in this in the city of Providence. You know, the city of Providence with Mayor Lorza. See, to me, this is one of the problems when you enact and try experiments in a city. Uh, you try to be like Portland. Try to make Providence like Portland. When you try these experiments, as far as set up a sanctuary city where you you know you don't know who's coming and going, and some of these uh, gangs are gang members actually from other countries, and then you allow them to set up residence. When you become the magnet in New England for l- let's face it, I mean word has gotten out that Rhode Island, specifically Providence, is a sanctuary city. And it really hampers law enforcement. In other, um, it hampers law enforcement because you, you're not sure who is who and where they come from. Sometimes there are language barriers. Not all the time. And a lot of these gangs, on Saturday there was a shooting. There's a gang in Pawtucket called Bucket West. And uh, one of their members was taken down, was dropped on Saturday afternoon. So then they believe as a result of that, Bucket West, some of their members headed into the Camp Street area. Camp Street area of Providence, they're called uh, Eastside. And so some of their members were at that playground and suddenly the, supposedly the members of Bucket West dropped two of them, put them in the hospital Thursday night. Uh, as we know, there was the, the gang violence that broke out in the city, two rival gangs, one which is uh, Lakeside, which originated in Silver Lake, but some of their members were in the Washington Park section of the the city and then Southside came up, rolled up on them, and they exchanged gunfire. Over 60 shots fired. Over 60 shots fired. Uh, two gangs battling it out. Broad daylight in Providence. And then uh, I'm hearing that Friday night might have been retaliation for the shooting from Thursday night. So there's a lot of, every time there's a shooting, then sometimes there's retaliation for that. And then um, we're hearing that the, someone else was shot in Pawtucket. Sunday night, and that could be connected to if someone feels that someone is cooperating, maybe giving information. Here's the bottom line. There's no accountability. They uh, took away the gang database that the Providence Police and others had been building. Remember now, the progressives say you can't call it, you can't call them gangs. They're groups of people. And some of the excuses they give is this poor drinking water, which that's news to me. And there's poor schools, and that's resulting in all this gang violence. But this is, um, as I said, I said Saturday night, basically, they're turning Providence into the largest outdoor shooting range in the, in the entire state. Like, this is insane. This is ridiculous. Uh, the, you, you can't have the entire population is suffering because of some failed progressive policies where they, you know, you have elected officials that are talking about, Open the prisons, no more incarcerations, defund the police. Uh, If someone is caught with a crime, don't cooperate with law enforcement. Don't keep track of who these criminals are. Don't keep databases on that. Make sure you're a sanctuary city. People float in and out. Uh, They bring guns in from all over. And and then, then you get a situation like this where the police, unfortunately, instead of able to really able to do their job, and enforce, you know, strict laws and safety, hold people accountable. Folks, when you think about it, it shouldn't be that safe because the, the good news is, obviously, the law-abiding citizen, law-abiding citizens outnumber the criminals, thank God. At least they, they do right now. But you can't allow the criminals to dictate everything. And right now, some of the elected officials, um, they are, you know, they're certainly not on the side of law enforcement and the lack of accountability and just the way they view things, it's, um, it's a problem. All right. A lot more ahead. Leave it right here. We'll bring you the latest. If you haven't seen any of this, it's pretty interesting. Go to the website, which is depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, and you can see the latest. And then, uh, it, uh, unfortunately, this situation, um, it's, I, I think it's actually, believe it or not, but it's going to get worse. And the people that are going to pay are the residents, business owners in the city. They have to live with it. They have to deal with it. You, you can't have lawlessness. There are ways, there are effective ways of policing. And, but you can't, it's not this. It's not always making excuses for people. It's not, you know, coming up with ways to say that they're all victims of the, 
of the system or b- blaming white supremacy or there's no like this is foolishness. And also when you talk about defund the police, abolish the police, there are consequences to it. There are consequences when people then feel I need to take the law into my own hands. And that's a huge part of the problem. All right. A lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Spring is here. Time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftwashing.com. Outside your home, let's get rid of the grime and the stains. Maybe some of that, that green algae and moss and mildew that build up. Over the course of the winter, call Bethel Certified Soft Wash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585 401-617-2585. Again, remember, they have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. Bethel Certified Soft Wash and Power Wash. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's time for politics this week. Joining me, he is the managing editor for AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, I want to start off. Obviously, uh, boy, things really exploded with the gang violence, the shootings uh, Thursday night, the mass shooting, and then it continued. There was another uh, fatality, another shooting victim Friday night. And then Saturday, what we're learning is there was a um, shooting. Someone was killed in a gang in Pawtucket, and then in uh, which is often the case, two members of Pawtucket then retaliated and they went to Providence and opened fire to Camp Street. And then there was another shooting, actually, uh, Sunday night. And again, I'm hearing that that is gang-related. Um, but I, what I want to just get your reaction to was I had the opportunity, and we'll talk about all aspects of it, but on Saturday, I was on the scene and caught up with that state senator, Tara Mack, a uh, big activist, Black Lives Matter member, is progressive socialist as you can be. And... Um, Boy, her thoughts, if this is a local leader, they're, they're certainly not going to do anything to solve this problem. So I want to just start off with your thoughts on, on this is an elected official and her view on, on what's happening. 
Well, yeah, I, that was an, that was an excellent uh, on the street interview with her. I was uh, it was very informative. I thought brought brought kind of her perspective to light. One of the things, obviously, as a politician now, you you kept asking about abolish the police, and she was trying to back off that. Uh, you know, oh well, you know, we need to give more help to people. And what strike what the really the central thing that struck me in that conversation you had with Senator Mack is this idea that people are. We need to well, criminals don't come out of systemic problems. We need to fix. Uh, I mean, just uh, they come out of systemic problems. We need to fix housing. We need to fix education. And the question I keep bumping into my mind, having lived in this state for a while, whose fault is that? <laughs> whose fault yeah. is the bad education system? <clears throat> whose fault the uh, is is the lack of affordable housing? It's not Republicans. It's not conservatives. It's teachers unions and government schools. It's zoning restrictions and so when you add that in these are progressive problems we're facing in rhode island and when you when you throw in a lot of the i don't know matches in that tinder box it seems to me things like the rhetoric about uh about um police uh defunding police as you were trying to get her to admit uh opening borders to to often gang members from other countries. I mean, all these things start to come together. I mean, they're really what you would do to destroy a nation. That, I mean, that's what I see when I, when I, when I see somebody like Tiara Mack talking is just this, this, I, I think in her case, it's probably just a lack of, cons, lack of reflection on what the cause, effects of cause and effect would be, but they're really destroying the country. I mean, you've got, Gang violence in Providence. One of the, one of the saving graces. If you look at any any of the indexes that try to compare states on a broad measure, rather than just say taxes or just something healthcare or whatever, when they try to put it all together, one of the areas Rhode Island always does well on is crime and violence. We always right. do well. We're not a violent area. Not a lot of crime. But I wonder if we're losing that now because of the inability of well, in particular now the, the mayor of Providence. You know, with between. Uh, between the inability to control the streets with with off-road vehicles, uh, to the talk about all the, the distracting talk about how white supremacy is everywhere because they found a couple flyers on the east That's side. Right. Yes, and, to some of the, pre- the all this rhetoric from Mac and others about abolishing the police and how everything's a systemic racist problem. That is having an effect, I think, and I think that's really where you you, you we need a lot more journalists going up to these progressive legislators and saying, "Does it seem strange to you that this is?" After after all of this, we're, are we now more racist than we were ten years ago, fifty right. years ago, a hundred years ago? No, it's your policies, and I think a lot of people, more people need to start asking that question. And what I thought was extraordinary was it was happening in real time. She lives on that street, and it showed me, Justin Katz, that basically, and I, I know this doesn't how this. I'm not sure how this sounds, but like her, in, in other words, she has no solutions. She's useless in a situation like this. This is. You know, right across the street from where we were standing, a, a rival gang member showed up and opened fire at the playground. If, if she was there, was she going to start talking about water or schools or asthma or systemic racism? And like her, pl- she has no plan and not in real time. I was trying to think, of, you know, someone that saw it said it's like you call a plumber and you need your drain unclogged. And the person starts telling you, well, you got to understand this climate change and the way this neighborhood was built and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, hey, listen, I need you to undress. Like, there's some you're not getting problem. enough fiber in your diet. Yeah. <laughs> this is like lunacy that we're talking yeah. about. And, and it's not dealing in reality. Like, obviously, yeah. there are some functions of the police. But what I was trying to hit at, and I'm glad you picked up on it, was, <clears throat> you know, this is one of those individuals. They were encouraging the kids to walk out of school. And, you know, blank the police and abolish the police. There's a cause and effect where if you push law enforcement over to the side, you get this type of lawlessness on the streets where when you think about it, if the police aren't in the equation, if your home, Justin, was broken into and and there was no police, you would start to investigate and go around and start to. It's as if they are really marginalizing law enforcement, but then they want no accountability on what their actions are exactly i mean it's just uh it's exactly as you say if you come up to somebody and they're they're bleeding on the street you stop the bleeding 
and yes. that's what police are for. Right. In this, you, you can t- stop the bleeding and then talk about the person's diet or talk about how they shouldn't have been climbing up the ladder like that or whatever it was. You stop the bleeding. And she, she can't say that. And that's no. really telling. That is really telling. And their solutions are wrong, too. I mean, we're, we're having gang violence because they don't have affordable housing. Which, what really jumped out at me was that I, I remember very distinctly a lot of these same the protesters we see, we've been seeing all along, right after the uh, President Trump was elected, were out there in Providence calling it white supremacy to move out of the city into the suburbs. Well, how yep. do you get more affordable housing if everybody's staying in a city? You can't. If everybody has to stay put, the prices just go up. It's, That's it's, right. it's just it's just bizarre. Even the most rudimentary education, which is which I you know I have to kind of agree, the root of our problem is education it's not because lack of education necessarily leads to gang violence it's because lack of education prevents people from seeing what lunatic policies we're implementing around here it, it is and um and again folks our segment is politics this week and justin just also you know this was a saturday so <clears throat> if we want to just talk like in, in well i wanted to in reality with her so right now what about parents that want to use the playground and bring the kids down, and they can't. It's closed off. Why? Because some people came out, and then they were firing and shot two people, by the way. One of them learning is the son of a local activist. And so there's, there's cause and effect. But what I found with that Senator Mack is, number one, there's no accountability on the individuals that committed the act. Number two, there doesn't seem to be any type of you know, idea of the ramifications for what about someone that says, listen, it's Saturday I only have the weekends off. I want to take my child to play at the playground. And the playground is closed and, and roped off because there was a, a brazen broad day, you know, sh- uh, shooting. So it's as if the, the people, because of those things that she listed, what about the regular citizen that doesn't feel safe on the street and or want to do something as simple as bring their child to play at a playground? Right. And I think that's that's why in, in polls nationally, you tend to see that the people in these in, in inner cities and, and in high crime areas want more policing. <laughs> they they yes. don't mind the police. They want them there. They know they're generally there to help. And accidents sometimes happen, but they they want more. And I think you you had a very you put it perfectly when, when you, you you were saying, well, there are always criminals in every society that you have to deal with. And she refused even that. I mean, this is just a, right. a basic lesson of. All sociology, all history, some you're going to have people who break the law, who do things they're not supposed to for whatever reason, whether they have mental problems or they're, they're selfish and want to get something for nothing, whatever it is. It's there. It's the human condition. And I think that, that spoke really to in, a, in just a short interview, you hit a lot of almost uh, almost metaphysical points but that spoke to the, the progressive idea that we're we can be perfected we're just perfectible there's no such yeah. thing as original sin there's no such thing as bad people who just go wrong and you all you can do is keep them from hurting other people and i i think that gets starts to get reflected when you see this attitude of letting people out of jail you know whatever yes. Crimin- the criminals aren't criminals aren't really criminals they're victims so we we can't punish them so we, we've got to make life easy on them. No, we've got prisons to keep them away from the public. It's not punishment. It's separation for protection. Yes, it's right. it just they're so they're so out there that I, it's almost no wonder they can't answer a question on the crime because they really have no idea. Their, their way of thinking, their way of thinking prevents them from even even considering it almost. Yes. And on top of that, this is this is just some local activist. She's. Not only an elected state official, good luck for someone that tries to, you know, uh, knock that person out in an election. But, Justin, this is someone who's given time at a press briefing. And, you know, she spoke that Friday, the day after the the mass shooting on Thursday night. And, and again, it's, you know, the problem here is they use the, as you know, systemic racism. On Friday, she even said it was a problem with asthma and water. You know, it's it's everything other than trying to deal with the situation they're looking at. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more. Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorrising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 from Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. 
FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 24-hour mobile service and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's spring and time to call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm, it'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401 401- Three five one seventy six hundred. Remember, with JKL, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. In the winter time, JKL they can reduce your oil bill by as much as ninety percent. It's going to be a hot summer. Call JKL Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call JKL four zero one three five one seventy six hundred for fifty four years. JKL's reputation second to none especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved national grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today. For like for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600. It's JKL Engineering. Our segment is Politics This Week with me. He is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorrising.com. Justin, I want to stay on Providence just for a moment because um, this is also a different backdrop of Mayor Lorza was on scene on um, Saturday. I saw him Thursday night. He was on scene for the mass shooting. And then I was interacting with him on Friday at the uh, press conference at the public safety conference. I'd like your thoughts on. He, he's in a difficult situation because, number one, he's the mayor, but he's also seeking, as we know, statewide office. So if politically now, if you don't always want to be on every time the shooting should become associated with you like the, you know, the, the mayor of mayhem with with what's going on. But what do you think this does for the backdrop of Mayor Lorza that he has one mantra? We need to get these guns off the streets. And and again, I don't think that is really the heart of this thing, and I really don't think that's the solution. No, well, I, I think you're right on all counts. I mean, what you want to say about Alors is, I mean, I think even when he was elected, we talked about how he had no real qualifications. You know, right. what, what has he ever run? What has he ever done to show he's, he's qualified to be the mayor of a significant city? And I think this is what you start to get. I mean, you, you can coast pretty far when you when you live in a state, as we said earlier, that that has very low crime just generally. You can you can pretty much coast for a while. But when things start to go wrong, that's when you need a leader. And that's where I don't know. There There is a path through this where he comes out being associated with crime in a good way, as in I'm stopping it. I mean, think of, say, Rudy Giuliani in New York. You know, yeah. you, you're, there is a path there. But again, it's, it's just like with Senator Mack. It's, they're just, they forbid themselves even from thinking about it because they've 
got to know the solution is not I'm going to come out here and proclaim more gun grabbing. That's just ridiculous. It's, it's ludicrous. Nobody believes it anymore except maybe a handful of, of activists. What's needed is here's how we're organizing the police. Here's how we're going to make your neighborhood safe today. We're not just going to try to buy guns off the street. We're going to make your neighborhood safe today. Increasing patrols. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. They can't. They, they can't do it. So they're, they, they could identify, you know, they could even identify things like, hey, let's let's open up after COVID lockdowns, which has put a lot of people in a very really damaged people's mental health and put people in a, in a precarious situation financially. Let's take that away. We're going to work on that. There are a lot of things he could be doing to try to reduce violence to address this problem, but they're just not able to do it. Right down to, I mean, if you even want to go a few steps along Tierra Max Road, right down to education. What's the plan to fix the schools? There's no plan. That's right. We're talking about feet mm. touching. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So these are all the things we're, we're not allowing ourselves to talk about in Rhode Island. And I think it it starts to go back to a longer term narrative that those of us on the conservative side have said a long time. One of the problems in Rhode Island is there's so much going for it, a state geography, our location between Boston and New York, all that our history, restaurants, all that cultural stuff. There's so much nice here that we allow ourselves to be abused uh, by people in power. And I, I think it starts to go back to that is things have been so relatively easy for governing Providence and Rhode Island, uh, at least in recent decades, that that they have no they have no clue, and and it could come back to bite everybody real quick. And it seems to be, and you know what else, Justin? <clears throat> Providence right now seems to be this. This is a result of failed progressive policies, such as when you have a sanctuary city, so then you really don't have a handle. Everyone that's in your city, <clears throat> criminals can be very transient if they're not citizens and they move around. That's number one. Number two, if you notice now the new lexicon is mayor lorza says you don't use the word gangs they use groups of people in 2017 they got rid of the the gang database so what happens when you have a shooting like thursday they're trying to determine who's in this gang who are these people where do they live police don't have that readily available the gang members that were shot i'll still use the term they wouldn't cooperate give their names at the hospital you had to bring police in to identify who's in the bed over there in the corner Who's in the next room that's going into surgery? When you erode the data that, that, that was being used in law enforcement, because that's your progressive experiment, we're no longer going to call them gangs. They are groups of people, and you don't marginalize them and keep you know criminal records on them and police intel. And then things start to spiral out of control. And without it also, you take away you know what would motivate the person from this section of the south side to come into Washington Park. And shoot that. Well, if you had your database, you'd know these are, quote, rival gangs. And when this person was arrested, it's because they hurt this one. But if you erase all of that, like this goes back to 9-11 when we lost track of them in the country and you can't profile in that way. I mean, there are effective ways to do it, but it is certainly not the way that Mayor Lors is guiding this whole thing along. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's if you a lot of the specifics in those that anti-database push where yes. it's just foolish i mean is i mean yep. even down to even to where it almost sounds the most reasonable you know if you can't keep track of the racial compositions or that kind of thing of, of the gangs well that's where you need to know right you need to know are these people fighting over ethnicity if if you know that you know wnri one socket 1380 am 99.9 fm online at wnri.com